0: aboard Beef Station for another episode. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. Andrew. Let's kick it off. What are we doing, boy?
1: Uh, we are doing a Nick Cage special. <laughs> 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 uh, we were going to... So we're doing two Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> now, we uh, part of what sparked this was that Mandy was showing in cinemas. Yeah. Um, we'll explain what Mandy is in a little moment, in a later episode, but right? we decided yeah, in the next <laughs> six episodes, um, Mandy was showing it in cinemas. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a concept piece, so we decided let's do that. And yeah. um, we had heard rumours that this was a bit of a like a return to kind of Cage's insanity, uh, <laughs> the Rage Cage. Yeah, Cage Rage, as it's referred to. Don't correct me. Um, I couldn't move it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, we decided to check out another one. <laughs> now, what we wanted to do was a
0: Nicolas Cage film called, called "Bad Lieutenant: Port of Call New Orleans," Thank directed you. by some fucking German guy.
1: Uh, yeah, th- this was now. Um, there's a bit of a, a bit of a link here to uh, an earlier episode. So, um, "Bad Lieutenant: Port of Call New Orleans." is a, another Cage movie that came out in 2009. Uh, yeah. Now, it was directed by Werner Herzog, who is...
0: It's actually Werner <coughs> Herzog. Yeah, thank you for thank that.
1: Thank you, yep. Um, and, uh, University education, v- Werner Herzog is absolutely fucked. So, he's done some... He has a reputation for just making, like, incredibly messed up fucking movies. Right. Um, this is
0: coming from our um, David Cronenberg... Episode last week
1: Yeah, exactly So, um, I'm I'm looking for a bunch But they're all sort of uh, Obscurely named And probably not many people Have seen it But basically I think it's The story is uh, Like, he's a cop Who ends up pulling Like, goes around Pulling people over And basically coercing them Into If he, like, finds drugs In their car He'll, like
0: What kind of cop is he? There? Is he, like, a good detective? Uh, he's a
1: bad cop He's, oh, a, he's a, bad, a bad
0: dude A bad lieutenant Oh, right,
1: okay Well, that's not a It's not a rank <laughs> in the police, is it? Detective
0: Lieutenant. Right. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, sure it is. is. Call sure right. it is. Lieutenant. I've seen enough cop shows where it's like, you know, it's like well, the big cops, the uniform cops. I
1: refuse to clarify this. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it's a sequel to a film that Werner Herzog didn't ask for permission to make a sequel
0: to. <laughs> no, I, I saw so, that. Uh, <laughs> he just made it and the writer was like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, mean, I guess I don't mind. <laughs> not what I would have done if anyone had <laughs> yeah, asked yeah. me to write a sequel from my movie. Which I think
1: is... Always said about a it Werner Herzog film. It, it was like, it was feel, like some Harvey said, Keitel uh, movie. Not what
0: I would have done, yeah. From like exactly. 20 years earlier or whatever. Anyway, I think so before we launch into it, should we do a bit of housekeeping? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, in, in which way? Well, I, I, feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a whole bunch of things. <laughs> is a mess. I feel like there's a whole bunch of things that we often say, we'll do that at the start of the episode, and we always forget to. Yes, that's so, true. first out, with these movies. As always, we think a lot of the time, if you're really interested in seeing a movie, it's always best to go in cold. Yes, um, yes, yeah, so, definitely, yep. We're not going to launch into spoilers straight away. I
1: don't even know. Mandy is like one of those movies where it's like, maybe that's a slight (laughs)
0: exception. Yeah. Well. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, we're never going to spoil stuff straight away. We always try and sort of give you a bit of chat up the front that might entice you, so that if you decide you might want to watch, you could switch off. Or, after a bit of a spoiler, one, you'll get into some deep spoilers, and then if at the very, very end of our chat, you've heard all the spoilers, hopefully the film is still... There and There's still enough left in the film that we haven't really sort of just discussed at length Mm. that you'll get a lot out of going to see the film afterwards. Um, Another thing is that we've been trying to, with these new episodes that we've been doing recently, we've been trying to list in the episode description (laughs) in your pod player what movie we're going to watch next week. The idea being, if you might prefer to have watched the films before we talk about them, that gives you a bit of a chance... To catch up on what we're going to do the next week We realise now <laughs> That we fucked you guys twice now it's it's Two weeks pretty, in a row For anyone that has noticed that we've been doing that I think we've fucked it up twice in a row Where we thought, okay, so next week's going to be the Nicolas Cage on, right? yeah, yeah And then we've been totally disorganised the whole week And, and we've got like we had to old do episodes else banked instead.
1: And so like, yeah, we've just cut in one of them yeah. But the descriptions are already <laughs> uploaded So,
0: <laughs> so yeah, thank you I'm sorry to anyone that we forced to watch the thing sorry Two weeks too early to Anna. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to Anna. Um, you can unsubscribe. It's a free fucking podcast. But please but, but don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please stay subscribed. <laughs> You're the last one we have left. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we say the second film that we're doing today? Uh, I don't even think we
1: said the first. Mandy. <laughs> so we started talking about Bad Lieutenant. Oh, okay, I sizzled it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're doing uh, Mandy, but we were going to do Bad Lieutenant Porter Call New Orleans. And then couldn't find it anywhere.
0: Turns out it'd be easier to find the fucking Ark of the Covenant than it is to find mm-hmm. that online. It turns
1: out it'd be easy to find some form of, uh, or more accurately, maybe some sort some of invisible sort of treasure hidden, map hidden on the back of uh, a codified, cartographed document, of valuable yeah. uh, <laughs> artifact, or. Um, <laughs> Like a, a, thi- a piece of cultural...
0: <laughs> Some sort of objective importance that... to a large group of ...should go people. into a museum. It doesn't belong in a museum because that phrase is probably copyrighted. But if I would choose <laughs> the destination of the object, the museum is the destination that I would choose. Yeah, and I would have... That- Get off that hat! We can't afford a fedora in this film! <laughs> Uh, where, um, national Treasure, a poor man's <laughs> Indiana Jones. I was about to cut in with a
1: different Nick Cage, book, but I, I couldn't think of one fast enough. And you're Sorry, like, man. It's National Treasure. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's
0: the second film we're doing treasure. is National Treasure. <laughs> national Treasure, another film that is probably go- probably best to go in cold. So, if you don't want to know anything about National Treasure, go watch it now. That's
1: one of those, like, how if you're our age, which probably most of our listeners are, how (laughs) could you possibly have missed that Hmm. National Treasure?
0: Well, I remember, see, um, the first time I watched National Treasure, we were on a bus to some sort of (laughs) camp when we were 10 years old, and Uh it was one of those buses where, like, one of those buses, it's (laughs) not like the buses with the screens in every seat now. Oh, fuck yeah. Sorry to the the local hooligans (laughs) that are ruining our podcast (laughs) outside. outside. That's the podcast with the window open. Um, (laughs) You guys want to hear? Finish your damn podcast. (laughs) There's one TV in the bus. Everyone had to decide what movie was going to go on the bus because the sound (laughs) was going to be blasted out to everyone. We're going
1: to turn our backs for 20 seconds (laughs) and the last one standing gets to pick the movie to watch.
0: (laughs) And there was some kid that stood on his seat and turned around and faced the whole bus and went National Treasure! (laughs) National treasure! Like, obviously, it was... it's <laughs> <laughs> such passion. <laughs> At such a young age. <laughs> it was like... Like it was the right choice. <laughs> it was like the teacher had been like, do you guys want to watch... <laughs> you... you guys want to watch The Notebook? This Vietnam War documentary on national treasure. <laughs> and this 10-year-old kid was like, what are you doing? <laughs> if you guys make me watch any other movie, <laughs> national treasure! I'm going f- to
1: piss on this boss! <laughs>
0: um... Yeah, I'd never seen National <laughs> Treasure, I'd never been familiar with it, um, now I have. I think I saw probably the first one-third of National Treasure, what is now 15 it was years ago. Game Boy or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, so you hadn't watched this four movie, because I had definitely seen the No, movie I think three I three think maybe I, you, I'd like, never seen the, the end background. of it. Okay, alright, yeah.
0: sure.
1: We thought we might end with National Treasure <laughs> and uh, and make some, make some light uh, at the end of a dark tunnel, and that <laughs> dark tunnel is Mandy. Because I reckon this film is A dark tunnel that
0: extrudes cosmic darkness. <laughs> <Yeah>. he's, <laughs> he's quoting that, folks. And
1: that's not a joke. <laughs> um, so, oh, there actually is a dark tunnel in, in Cosmic Darkness. Nice. Um, there's a
0: line where he's like, the guy turns to Nicolas Cage and says, young man, you exude ta- cosmic darkness. But there's also a significant part of the film
1: spent walking through a dark tunnel. Yeah, I didn't mean it as literally as that. And it works out. <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to start like a with metaphor Mandy. for this podcast. We'll start with Mandy, and then we figured for National Treasure because most people have seen it, uh, we won't walk through the whole plot like we sort of do with a lot of other films, um, and then yeah, They're becoming self-aware. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll just have a bit of fun with that one. So, um, so Mandy, directed by.
0: Panos Kosmatos.
1: Cosmatos. If you say his name again, it'll come out of the mirror. <laughs> yeah. What if like, two people say Bloody Mary, but they sort of <laughs> say it at the same time? Wait, if you're in a group, and one person says Bloody Mary, and the other yeah. person says Bloody Mary... Oh, I've just said it three times. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. no, like, if you say Bloody Mary, and two people say Bloody but... Mary while doing an impression of you... <laughs> Then, then you're fucked. You've got to be, they've got to
1: be wearing similarly mocked up facial hair and like the same clothes. It has to be like a convincing impression of you. So if
0: Christopher Walken and two other people walk into a room, they're fucked.
1: Bloody Mary has like (laughs) this backlog catalog where she's going through the visuals of people. Bloody
0: Mary. (laughs) Bloody Mary.
1: Oh, no, I'm I'm dead. So yeah, do you reckon you get an allotment per group or is it a per person thing? Because you could say it like... You could say it like six times if you've got a group of three people. And is it bad? You're night? fucking safe. Yeah, f- when do, what's the reset? What's the cooldown on saying Bloody Mary? Because I've just said it like four times and I'm alright. <laughs> Piss off, Bloody Mary.
0: The real Bloody Mary curse is that this podcast is going to go for another hour and a half. Yeah,
1: well, you know, if we say National Treasure, Again, then <laughs> that kid comes out of the wardrobe <laughs> and pisses on our <laughs> just seat. pisses on the floor and then goes back in. <laughs> the rest of the movies were shit. <laughs> Um okay, so yeah. What we thought like Mandy's sort of not a film in a way. It's like I it's beg not, to disagree. I mean it is, but it's not a movie in the same way that you go to watch most movies. It's much more like a it this is like
0: It's the most Andrew thing I've ever heard.
1: It's like significant like art house cinema. Um You know, we just watched an interview with the director and he said, like, I think storyline is much less important in a film than how you tell that story. Yeah. And I think that this is... He said, like, when I
0: construct a film, here's what I like to do. Yeah,
1: and his philosophy throughout this film is not to try and kind of do a conventional narrative or anything like yeah. that. Now that's not to say actually the film has a really cohesive consistent story at its heart it's a revenge film. But
0: I think he said himself it's like it's supposed to be like a simplistic story where like the story is the vehicle through which he gets to fuck around with the camera yeah. and
1: and really make some art. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking cool but yeah. don't expect going into this <laughs> to be in like a normal even close to an average movie viewing experience. I guess yeah, is it was what really I was strange. To get at. It
0: kind of reminded me a bit of You Were Never Really Here. We've watched a few arty movies mm. since we started this and, podcast uh,
1: Climax, that one that I talked about, how yeah. fucked that was at the uh, International Film Festival. Yeah. Um, so it, it, yeah.
0: it kind of reminds me of movies where people just wanted to get a chance to fuck around with cinematography and stuff. Mm. And then the fact that it comes together to form a cohesive story is just like, oh, sweet. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think in this case, he genuinely. Uh, prefers to take that approach to filmmaking.
0: We should describe what the film kind of is. So it's like an action thriller... Kind
1: of it's horror. labelled as horror often, but honestly, it's like an action thriller it wasn't kind of scary yeah. at any point. It, it was uh, using a lot of um, aesthetics from horror films. Yeah. It's really
0: 80s in its style. Mm. It's got a lot of... It's, it's um, like Stranger
1: things It takes yeah. that, that Stranger Things 80s vibe, yeah. including like, the soundtrack, which was done... It, this was the last film worked on by Johan Johansson. Really um, cool soundtrack. Who was a... Fucking genius! Yeah, Um, and I've said that before. He was the one who did the soundtrack for Arrival. Um, Just unbelievable uh, talent behind him. And unfortunately, he passed away earlier this year. But this was the last piece that he worked on, and it it shows the range of his talent because, like, this has a really heavy uh, metal influence going. Heavy, like, like heavy metal. The director said that he was
0: influenced by heavy metal album covers. Like, so yeah. the aesthetic of like old, I, th- I think, um, friend of the show Pat was saying, like, uh, like Metallica album covers or yep. something like that or Megadeth and those, even, co- those kinds even of things further, Iron Maiden you know, whatever it South is I don't know man. enough about heavy yeah. metal and then like he said like, he used to go to video stores and look at the front covers of like old horror movies that he was never going to be allowed to watch and you just get these beautiful painting covers mm. um, and look at those and they all had this very specific aesthetic this whole movie is like a heavy metal album cover come to life Yeah. to specifically describe the aesthetic for a bit so it's an like 80s kind of thing it's kind of yeah, that very that very specific heavy metal kind of aesthetic, where like yeah. there's a whole team of like bikers that come in the film and they're covered in leather with nails like leather, coming out of everywhere, yeah, and like engines. It's uh,
1: imagine like Mad Max Fury Road yeah. meets Stranger Things meets heavy metal <laughs> meets heavily drug influenced cinema. Yeah.
0: I don't know how much I agree with the Stranger Things uh, comparison, if only just because they're both kind of eighties, but like because yeah. Stranger Things is kind of more like a supernatural kind of alieny kind of thing. Oh, unlike, I guess it is unlike the same this movie. <laughs> unlike <laughs> this kind of thing, which has, has all some some to do with supernatural, supernatural stuff. Themes, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I mean, this is it, it. Obviously, is slightly different, but I guess it, just trying to describe its aesthetic. Yeah. It really is like but the whole it's film, personality.
0: It's kind yeah. of style over substance kind of stuff. Yeah, where like someone was like, "Wouldn't it be fucking cool if Nicolas Cage cuts someone's head off and their whole body's on fire, so he gets to then light a cigarette?" on the disembodied burning head that rolls away on the ground. (laughs) And someone's like, yeah!
1: Yeah! Yeah. Keep running! (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or like, what about a biker and he explodes in black blood and shit like that. And like, the whole film is like, um, what about a satanic church that bursts into flames? And like, all sorts of crazy imagery where someone just like constructed a plot around all this insane imagery. The whole film is really clearly shot on film. Like, yeah, where they because, really emphasize the grain. And yeah. there's lots of really intense, bright... not bright, Lots of intense sort of baths of red light across a lot of shots. Um, yeah. Just but, to, before we get onto the yeah.
1: lighting, because I want to significantly devote yeah, a yeah. lot of time to, like, the lighting and the sound in this movie. Um, but uh, just let's preface this by saying, like, if you can, if you can find a way to watch this, mm. just watch this movie. I, think, I really liked... This film I think it was
0: really good I think we saw it In like a limited release Showing like yeah, it's gonna, it might Twice be on one weekend find. Yeah so, so
1: But but if you get the chance And it might get A, a more general Cinematic release Although I suspect not Because I don't think It has like Really broad Cinematic appeal I don't know uh, But it might get A wider release Yeah Go see it And I, I think It's really interesting If you take it To be like Just this kind of different adventure thing that mm. it is because it was really fucking cool and so some did. of the stuff some of the work that's done in camera and on set which gets to the lighting that w- yeah. we'll start talking about um, is I- incredibly impressive and new yeah. really new it was never like I there were shots in this movie that uh, shocked me because of how they were constructed yeah. not because of what was like what I was being shown on screen like yeah. one one uh, particular moment um, Andrea Riseborough, who was in Birdman as well as the um mentally unstable pregnant partner uh, of Keaton. Yeah. Um is just walking towards the camera, straight towards the camera, but um before she comes into view, it's just like red swirling smoke. And then as she gets closer, she sort of her form kind of like blurs in and is obscured by the smoke. Um, and the colors are shifting separately to the way the smoke is shifting. And it's just like your brain struggles to pick what's going on, but yeah. then it becomes a very clear image by the end of the shot, which and is just that it's a forest path, let, red lit with this woman walking the That kind of fades you. out of the
0: smoke. Yeah. And it's, it's like, sounds... a, it's a transition between scenes and the way they do yeah. it is really crazy. Like, it's
1: hard to describe and I'm yeah. not going to, none of what we're describing is going to <laughs> probably give you a good mental image of what was yeah. actually on the screen. Um, but I, I think if you're interested in seeing what film can kind of do, which clearly Cosmatos is, then yeah, definitely go see this. Anyway, enough about the sales pitch. I just yeah. think like this was a really interesting thing. In the same way that I recommended Climax, because it was like fucked up but really interesting, yeah. this is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but maybe more accessible than Climax.
0: If we could talk about the opening of the film, because it's a good way that it launches you into it. Yes, um, The opening is... Really, like, so it's it starts with like a title sequence where it's like the Shadow Mountain, the like a title card, yeah, yeah. lot um, starts with this. I think it's one of the only songs in the film that's not like part of Jonas Johansson's score. Yeah. It's this King Crimson song. King Crimson's this like prog rock band from the, uh, I think this, I think the seventies. They run for ages yeah. and they have this crazy music about the like, in the court of the Crimson King and all this like Led Zeppelin style elf goblin type yeah. music. Um, that song goes on for ages over these like beautiful aerial shots of all this landscape it fades up i think jonas johansson's score at some point and it like bathes you in synthesizer as, as you just get mostly just like uh cosmatos fucking around with the camera and lighting and cinematography for like a good it feels like a good 10 minutes yeah of like setting the scene and showing nicholas cage and his wife who live in this little house in the mountains somewhere like in the middle of nowhere, in this beautiful little oasis kind of thing um, and it really kind of sets the scene that way. It's this like peaceful little couple that live in that little romantic world in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And, and I guess the first, I feel like um, the first half of the film, without getting into any spoilers, yeah. um, the first half of the film tends to root itself in the perspective of Mandy. So there's two main characters, Mandy and Red. And they're like this married couple that live in the house in the yeah, middle of nowhere. Yep, yep. Yeah. In this um beautiful, beautiful Californian log wood cabin. Yeah. yeah. Really, really a, a stunning location. Yeah. Um and like their bed is in a a glass or like a glass house style room, so they sleep like looking straight up at the stars. She's definitely constructed as this um earthly goddess figure like a kind of a (laughs) uh, goddess of nature because she's often like there's there's a scene where she and it sounds cliched but the way that they did it wasn't so she's walking through the woods and she finds like a like a baby deer that's died Mm. and she's upset and cries in response to seeing it but the way that they construct that is just that she's the the way that the, the camera work goes, it by rights, it should be like a woman walking in the forest fighting a deer and crying. And that's, you know, yeah, h- horribly cliched. But because of what Cosmodos is doing with the visuals, um, it just makes her feel like a part of that forest. and And as yeah. if she's not experiencing a kind of normal sense of pain, she's just... Part of the forest that's kind of lost a, a life that belongs
0: to it. And there's all this amazing music and yeah, the and way the lighting colours, works, and... like it's yeah.
1: green and greens and yellows and stuff. Yeah, and then um, it at a point in the film shifts into being this revenge plot film and changes its tone. Significantly,
0: yeah. Like the first half of the film is like an indie drama romance starring this lady, With, like, and the LSD. second half of the film is the Nicolas Cage LSD demon Revenge. rampage. <laughs> yeah, the first part is good trip, the second yeah. part is bad trip.
1: <laughs> bad trip. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's probably not a yeah. bad way to go about describing it.
0: I feel like it's probably not a spoiler to discuss why it is that Nicolas Cage goes on a rampage. Yeah. Um, if you care about the blood of this probably film. probably happens 20 whatever. or 30 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nicholas Cage. So there's like three main chapters of the film. The first main chapter is this, the Shadow Mountains chapter, where you just mm. see this like, beautiful, lovely couple living their life. Nicholas Cage and his wife in the little oasis in the middle of the forest. And then the second chapter is where there's this crazy, like, Charles Manson-esque kind of cult yeah. that lives nearby that spots Mandy walking down the road one day. And then they decide, we've got to get her our cult. So they um <laughs> they go they go yeah, on, the, on like a leader. full moon in the middle at midnight and blow like a mystical ocarina magic flute thing that summons this gang of demon bikers that are high on LSD and this gang of demon LSD bikers covered in chains and nails and saws in their head and shit like that yeah. kidnap Mandy take them back to this crazy satanic cult who then proceed to burn Mandy alive in front of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Which is as intense as it sounds. And this gets, like, the way that this took a real sharp left turn with, like, demon bikers and LSD is exactly how it is in the film. You're like, oh, what, the, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because you're just and then you start that whimsical kind yeah. of, like, colour. And then you start to get all these, like, the landscapes sort of morph into, like, hellscapes, mm. and there's all this weird, like, f- intercut sequences of animation, with like tigers and shit. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> it's crazy. So, and it gets some crazy. Yeah. And some of them are Yeah. Uh, some of them. Yeah. It
0: gets crazy really quickly. So this second chapter of the film with the cult goes on for a little while, and Mandy yep. is has been kidnapped by this cult, um, and the cult leader Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Like, <laughs> plays uh, Ma- Yeah. Plays Mandy. what What's his Mandy? Yeah. What's his Mandy to listen to his like seventies psychedelic folk music Self-made he wrote. self music. Yeah. About him. <laughs> Which I think Charles Manson also did. Oh right. Yeah. Really? Charles Manson also I think has uh, you can find it online, oh, recorded his own music and it's it awful. Hell. Also he's crazy and fuck that guy. But um friend of the show, La too, was talking about how um she reckons this movie's come up pretty close to Tarantino's Charles Manson yes. movie. Yes. I don't know yes, that because they're both very, very stylized kind of directors from what I've seen yeah. of Cosmonauts already, and this is like a very Charles Manson-y kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, see how Charles. I'll we'll see how. I'd be interested to see how Quentin Tarantino's depiction differs from Cosmonauts.
1: Tarantino usually goes for a close to real life with just a bit of tweaking. You know, like if you look at Pulp Fiction, Did you see the
0: end of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I don't mean that. I don't mean that it follows reality. I mean that. It's plausible that what he's ref- representing on film would happen in reality.
0: Right. It's not you like know? demons. And There's the no shed. surreal
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Other than things like you know in Pulp Fiction, where yeah. it's it's coincidental to the point of being surreal. Yeah. But this movie takes a it, it it's it's kind of um it it implies that the cult is so Jeremiah Sand's the leader of the cult is this pathetically ego obsessed. Man, a cult leader? no right, but um, he uh, really like the, the the response, and I guess like I don't know. I think I, I was gonna start talking about stuff. Maybe it's not a spoiler, but spoiler alert: he, he know what motivates
0: people to start cults? Uh, spoiler alert for
1: this <laughs> for, the, for probably about halfway through the film is he wants um, he wants to have sex with Mandy, yeah, and uh, she is drugged out of her mind and um, like stuck with this weird insect thing. They that get this is giant also... wasp out oh, of a jar fucking... and like
0: dose her in the eye with some sort of psychedelic drug. I'm assuming that's LSD. And this but... whole scene is like a 10 minute long scene in their d- little drug cult house Yeah, that's all red. And the whole, ca- or the whole scene is sort of r- shades of red and blue like they've put all the film strip in a dye or something. And um, it has
1: like a... this fading it motion has multiple blur. multiple colours of exactly blurred like lagged... Movement, yeah. which just give it the whole this whole, uh, yeah, like drug, kind yeah of paraphernalia, like sense. Oh, when yeah, Jeremiah walks really across cool. the street and he
0: like leaves a streaky trail behind of him himself of light yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah, crazy scene. I think it's probably best just watching it. But yeah, yeah. Because
1: again, we're describing stuff that is intentionally very like, visual, v- so visual yeah. beyond what you would even expect from a film. The whole so. way through
0: this first half of this film, it's like a love letter to Jonas Johansson's score. The yeah, score really, really makes it. There is, there's some shit like with you would never really hear, where like it's just a shot of a car driving up to a house, and you're like, "Well, did they know they were going to be here? Because this is just the most the worst shot ever." But then somehow <laughs> there's like the most incredible score, and suddenly that shot rocks. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that in this where yeah. it's just like a photo of someone's face that's on screen for like it's ten not, seconds. Yeah. It's not quite a photo, but because you see very, the, gra- the film grain moving, un-moving still. Unmoving stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like he. But has... the film score is what's there exactly, and right. it like. It really drives the whole movie. And it
1: takes its time with shots as well. It just lets you... Because really, like, a lot of the shots in this film are... And this sounds really bad, but, like, are kind of paintings in a way. Like, it's clearly... He's... He's not trying to show action. He's trying to show you a an image. Well,
0: it's like we said before. It's the sort of people just having fun making the movie, mm. and they're just like, "Oh, we got to have a shot like this. We got to have a shot like this." And they're clearly just having a lot of fun, just doing the actual camera work. Yeah. It's not like the yeah. camera work is there to tell the story. It is, but also it's like having fun with the camera work for the sake Getting of doing a it in itself. Shot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah, she um, during that scene, she tries. to... Well, he he tries to convince her to have sex with her. I and think really, just, like
0: she laughs at his shitty folk music and hurts his feelings. So he but he, he like alive. disrobes,
1: so he's standing naked in front of her, and he's like, "I'm ready, let's do it." <laughs> and she just laughs at him, <laughs> and yeah. that's why they end up killing her. Yeah, um, and it's this yeah, it's this kind of Im- embodiment of like ego and self obsessedness. So you think, okay, so they're ridiculing that that charismatic leader figure, right? But um, Cosmatos has. Th- thrown in this curveball where the cult actually summons literal supernatural beings, yeah, to supernatural abduct demon them. bikers, yeah, yeah. The, and and the, yeah, they're the crazy. ones who actually abduct it. And so you you think like, oh, okay. So in terms of comparing it to like a, a movie about Charles Manson that Tarantino will do. Um, with a
0: satanic magical flute? Did we mention that? We yeah, mentioned exactly. That. Yeah, there's some demon bikers with a satanic
1: it, ocarina. They're like, and it's like a horn or something. It's like a, the horn of some demon it beast. Looks or like, some it shit. looks like
0: an ocarina they bought for eBay for $5. <laughs> It actually does.
1: But, <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I saw it as this. It, yeah, it's one step off. Like, get the magical horn of Alcatraz, and it's like his year three recorder. <laughs> 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 so I
1: forgot the fucking fingering thing How do I uh, What gets out is of it me- to summon the demons?
0: Is <laughs> it one of those like handheld keyboards on a pipe? What is that, a like, melodica? <laughs> yeah, I <don't> fucking <laughs> yeah, I think it is
1: um, So yeah, you, I assumed that this was going to be Like kind of a- actually ridiculing those groups And, and yeah, taking yeah. that sort of critical perspective To those Charles Manson figures yeah. But It 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 also has this um, unignorable element of these actual supernatural beings that then directly Cage goes and interacts with. So they're not really like obviously it's metaphorical in a way, but they're also not
0: metaphorical at all. They're kind of the way they're first introduced in the film. It's these (laughs) four demon bikers clad in black leather that roll up on like. ATVs. They're clearly like yeah horsemen like quad of the apocalypse. Bike. Yeah, exactly. They deal, look like horsemen yeah. of the apocalypse, but they're on quad bikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that's cool. What,
1: that's where the Mad Max comes in, because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah.
0: All of this film is all these shots Be are like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it, it, fuck every yeah.
1: single shot in this film is interesting just to look at. Yeah. Just to look at. It's yeah. like a music video in that way. It doesn't really... In fact, <laughs> actually, that's probably not a bad comparison, is that this is like a really fucking extended music video yeah, um, because that does justice to Johansson's score because I think that a lot of that would have been pretty reciprocal yeah, um, where Johansson absolutely. probably would have worked pretty closely to figure out okay what's going on in this moment Yeah, they would have listened to a lot of
0: concept music in this like, there's so, lots of shots that would have been nothing without the music to the point where he, he, yeah. can't, he can't have been banking on her. we're gonna shoot the whole movie and then we have to get and someone amazing we'll trust Johansson <laughs>
1: <your> <laughs> yeah 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 because um, as much as that would have been fine with yeah. him um, yeah, no. Th- this is that's it's all, all cohesive, yeah. and it's kind of amazing that it's drawing influence from so many places. Like, um, yeah, fucking like Deep Purple, era metal, um, pulp fantasy novels factor yeah. in really strongly. He said like and she's grind one. He and said like grindhouse, grindhouse cinema horror. was a yeah. whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's taken so many different uh, different sources. Um, but they all feel so sensibly mixed. Yeah. And uh, and, and I think like yeah, it's, it was just a really really amazing thing to watch. Yeah. Um, all of those things work and create one kind of cohesive sound. It's vision crazy. That, yeah. It's, it shouldn't work, but it really does. It's hard to describe what it is. Times, it's like, like a
0: heavy metal sci-fi fantasy coming to life in the '80s or something. Uh, it's really. Weird. I
1: watched the whole thing with either a grin on my face or just yeah. like. Holy fuck! I, I it was just, mm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to describe. Uh, yeah. I felt a lot of things during the movie, uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed every single moment of it. Yeah, um, and there were parts of it when it went so far that it was ridiculous, but it knew what it was doing. Yeah, um, and so it was kind of you gave it that, like <laughs> that 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 credit where it was sort of yeah
0: so over the top yeah it was great and so in the final third of the movie final half to third oh yeah right is Nicolas Cage doing his crazy ass rampage yeah that's when
1: it fucking
0: that's when it really goes blows like up <laughs> zero to a hundred um, holy fuck Nicolas Cage has this great long one take scene where he goes into the bathroom in his <laughs> underwear um, right after he's just watched his wife die he gets back home and all his wife shit's everywhere, and he, he goes in the bathroom Skull's half bottle of vodka screen But right screams. before that happens
1: But right before that happens Oh yeah He spends five
0: minutes Watching television Watching an
1: ad He walks right in the door He's just freed himself Because they chained him up With uh, barbed wire And he had to oh, like, yeah. Pull his, his fucking whole, hands out this of This wrist. whole
0: scene of him untangling his face from the barbed wire that's he's, tied around he's it. He's tortured, oh.
1: absolutely tortured. And he walks in, he's covered in his own blood. He's been there for, like, days, maybe. And then uh, the director goes, action! And then the scene starts. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's just looking at this, this crazy. old-ass cathode ray TV, and there's this ad on the TV for this mac and cheese called <laughs> Cheddar Goblin. And it's got an actual like, goblin. A goblin that uh, like, comes
0: out of the mac and cheese. It and... looks like
1: a gremlin from yeah. the Gremlins movies. Yeah. And, like, is vomiting mac and cheese on these kids' <laughs> heads. And they're like, cheddar goblin, cheddar goblin. And, like, it's the most... He just looks at it and he's like, cheddar goblin. <laughs> and that's when he walks into his bathroom and just, like, fucking has this mental <laughs> breakdown. It's just... Yeah. I, uh, skull's like half a liter of vodka while like pouring it on his wounds and screaming. Yeah, and it was like, it was one take. Um, yeah, so Im- it's like a locked shot of the bathroom too. Yeah. so yeah, so impressive. This so really makes you realize
0: impressive. like when when the style suits. And when you, when when Nicolas Cage is going to do, not wants to do, it's going to do, yeah. is what you want in your movie. He's such a good actor.
1: Well, they said like we were watching a, the making of thing. I think it's probably the yeah. the, the film's making of. Yeah. and it um, it showed that they were or well, one of the writers was talking, and they said initially we uh, kind of was, were in talks with Cage about um, being the Jeremiah Sands, yeah, the cult leader, it's like a little
0: side character. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, a, a crucial character, but not unstable in the yeah. same way and that I feel that
0: that um,
1: Red Nicholas, is his name yeah. in, in the movie
0: but, not as unstable as Nicolas Cage is yeah and, and, and then, they surprise said, surprise Nicolas Cage comes back and goes actually I want to be the main yeah. character well I want to be Red <laughs> and um,
1: and yeah, I don't know why I'm doing Batman <laughs> yeah, yeah you're doing Christian Bale <laughs> um and, uh, and they they sort of thought, oh, well, I don't know. And then, like, you have to mu- steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> <laughs> How long are you waiting on that? <laughs> <laughs> a couple months later, they were like, oh, fuck, why are we thinking of going with anyone except Nick Cage for this insane fucking character? Yeah,
0: obviously it's Nick Cage. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, yeah, he does a really, really good job. But he's yeah. also, I, I think, like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really gone too deep on the, the, the real back end of Cage's. Um, Cinematography, and but what
0: a back end there science. is. Filmography. Filmography.
1: Um, so, like, yeah, I haven't seen *Bad the Tenant, I haven't seen uh, *Wicked Man*, Man like, <laughs> uh, or other ones like that. I, haven't I saw seen that.
0: I really. saw that movie where he had all the numbers and Nicolas Cage predicts the apocalypse. I feel like most Knowing, of his movies are like, you yeah. know, yeah, it's Nicolas Cage uh, is like the savior Just of all getting humanity, tortured to the end of the <laughs> earth.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, uh, this one felt very. Very appropriate in that it had moments where he was unhinged. Yeah. But it also had moments where he was very emotional. Those were very believable and I felt a lot of empathy for him on screen. Um, At no point did his performance feel too far for yeah. what this movie it's was. a crazy going. over
0: the top movie. And so I feel like it suits yeah. the he's, and, and it he's makes crazy over the top sense self. That,
1: that they looked at, at going with him because yeah, yeah it, it I I don't know. By the end of the film, I was finding it hard to think of anyone that I think would have been okay yeah. doing this. You know, you look at other really strong other than physical Gilded comedic Godfrey, actors of like course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, who's Yeah, Jim an Carrey often compared good. physical thing. And he does have a really good um Serious, like if you watch kind of some of the parts of me, myself and irene, yeah. uh, number twenty three apparently wasn't a great movie, but I think his performance was fairly praised yeah um he can do that quite well, but those are films where you know like they're sort of approaching that schizophrenic thing this isn't that it's this is um anger and uh yeah, just rage and uh mourning. You know, yeah. like a deep sense of loss kind of mixed in on the screen. He's damaged and he probably has PTSD. Um, it's
0: kind of like if Kratos was <laughs> like yeah, come to life and in the 80s. But he
1: hasn't lost touch with reality. He's yeah. just pure negative emotion, yeah. you know? Um, so I feel like even if you did get someone that's good at that kind of like uh, really strong physical acting... I don't know if there's a person that I've seen on screen that can do that uh, physical acting but still kind of tapped into reality in the same way that he can. Because it feels like, like...
0: If you could get The Rock, but if The Rock could make faces... <laughs> fucking hell. But if The Rock could make faces like Jack Black can. Like if someone if someone got their teleporters Ugh. and put The Rock in one and Jack Black in the other, you'd get the perfect actor to, <laughs> I would to, watch to replace Nicholas Cage where... in this movie. Jack Black
1: tried to teleport himself
0: But it turns out
1: that Dwayne Johnson Was like stuck to the roof of the teleporter And so like Over a three week period You just have Jack, Jack Black, Black turns into But the he's rock. slowly
0: becoming serious and bald and ripped <laughs> Slowly that's starts eating more and more salmon <laughs> <laughs> The Rock oh, eats Christ. a lot of salmon, that's true
1: uh. oh, I'm just thinking about it in my head
0: Yeah, it's a lot. lot. um, You know The Rock travels with a gym?
1: I don't know anything about him.
0: Like, he has, like, his own, like, private gym equipment and, like, giant marquee and tent that fits all his gym equipment. So, like, whenever he has a shooting location, he brings all his gym equipment with him. Jesus. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, You don't need to be
1: that muscly to drive a car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um... Mandy, shark, I guess. Lots of really cool shots. Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd, the whole film is cool shots. Yeah. Uh, you get this whole scene where Nicolas Cage is prepping for his rampage against the demon bikers, where he like goes and gets a fucking crossbow. Um,
1: yeah, which is named like
0: Widowmaker or something. The like Punisher
1: that. or some <laughs> shit. It's
0: yeah. Um, and then he goes and forge. He gets. He goes to finds a blacksmith forge yep. and forges this like scythe. Battle axe he, thing, just yeah, where he's over something. There,
1: he forges <laughs> an axe.
0: This yeah. normal dude who is, was well, think, in a, caravan a and he lumberjack. S- yeah. Was that his He's first... a lumberjack, or he reads sci fi books or something, and then he goes and forges an axe, yeah, sci-fi like thing. Out, purely
1: out of metal. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, oh. Jesus Christ! It it's is insane. Crazy yeah. looking thing. Uh, he goes, and the bikers have this like super LSD that's just this like goop demon in a LSD. jar, like super concentrated demon LSD. It, it
1: actually looks like like clag glue. <laughs> yeah,
0: and of course, Nicolas Cage. Uh, this is getting into some spoilers for the yeah, end of the film. Yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage gets captured by the bikers, and his hand is nailed to the ground. Of course, he like rips the nail out and gets up, throws this biker dude, and kicks him, and he falls down this pit. You're like, where was that giant? Pit, yeah, because it doesn't—it doesn't show it, yeah. like basically, until he falls into it. He's like, "Oh, there was a fucking pit
1: next to it." Crazy, Jesus Christ! So
0: somehow, Nicholas Cage was actually chained ten stories up. He busts down the door, and then they're in a living room, yeah. and there's this biker with like
1: a dick a that's knife a knife dick,
0: a knife dick. It's a,
1: it's a knife, and he's watching hardcore porn on the TV with it a- and he gets a knife boner
0: picture. Picture a coffee table, if you will, covered in Coke. There's more Coke than that on this coffee table.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Whatever you were thinking, double it. It's Scarface (laughs) levels
0: of Coke. (laughs) And he's like, this biker dude is like doing Coke off his knife dick and watching porn. And Nicolas Cage busts in. It sounds like we're making this up. It sounds like we're making this up. Nicolas Cage busts in and slams the guy's head through the glass coffee table. Picks up a shard of glass coffee table that's covered in Coke. Snorts it. Snorts more
1: coke than you should ever snort. Finds the
0: jar oh of concentrated God. LSD goop, eats that too. So now Nicholas Cage is on LSD and, you get
1: this, and like, coke. You get this like lightning vision of like
0: yeah. big landscapes with moons
1: too close to the surface, <laughs> and it's just, and, like, like flashing mountains made of shit. fire and, and demons, like, and Mandy turning her head around, but her jaw is all fucked and up, and then it's all like in up. his eye or whatever yeah. that kind of and shit. And then it comes out, and his eyes are just like fucking. His pupils are dinner, <laughs>
0: dinner plates, <laughs> and he's just like. To <laughs> 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 so this point, he's completely covered. His whole face is covered in Head to toe blood, in like blood. It's like <laughs> it's, some blood. it's like sweat is plastering his hair to his face, but it's blood plastering yep. hair yep. to his yep. face. It's
1: like you know when characters get dirty, like covered in like yeah. soot or like all blood. Yeah, it's just it's just red blood. Like, yeah, oh, and basically God. all
0: he's wearing is like his jeans, a hockey jersey, and a fucking leather bulletproof vest. Yeah, thing. which he
1: steals from one of the demons. That oh he
0: kills. man, he goes outside and has. One of the coolest fight scenes of the whole movie is this, for no reason at all, just this flaming car wreck with a biker standing right in front of it, doing like a, come here, gimme gimme, with an axe. And they have this battle axe fight in front of the flaming car wreck. Yep, All this crazy shit. And then when that's done, (laughs) the next fight, he picks up a chainsaw. And fights a dude with a chainsaw. So there's two chainsaws. It's like a lightsaber duel with chainsaws. Nicholas Cage picks up his chainsaw. And you're Looks like at this dude. The dude picks up a chainsaw, a chainsaw from saw. behind the a rock.
1: Other dude's gonna have a chainsaw. And then the guy picks his chainsaw from behind keeps a rock. And coming. And you're like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course he has a chainsaw. No, was
0: coming, and he had it. And like and pulling so ex- many moments, like pulling Excalibur out of the stone. <laughs> yeah it literally has he that. He pulls kind of like, chain- the chainsaw out, and it keeps it's coming like as a- tall as he is. It's like a two meter <laughs> long chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a lightsaber chainsaw fight. He then goes Fucking to ridiculous. A satanic church that's built at the bottom of a quarry.
1: Yeah. Which is then where he fights the people.
0: Finds the cult people, proceeds to have like a showdown in this like satanic church quarry while the whole like, thing again, is burning
1: like 50 meters under the ground of the church while
0: he gets into the church there's underground in the quarry and it's a satanic church yep. there's this drum solo the last 10 minutes of the oh, film yeah, is help. like and guitars and like this heavy metal drum solo the whole time that nicolas but, cage is like fucking clearing rooms with his sight But it's shit. so
1: slow paced that's the incredible thing is the, yeah. that part of the movie is so fucking tense and so where you you are sitting there just being like what is the what's the next fucking thing that's gonna happen? Like, am I yeah. am I gonna see someone de Am I gonna see like <laughs> how am I gonna see another person get viscerally murdered? Fuck, yeah. And he's walking like a step every four seconds. He has so like, slow. He gets his but scythe. The
0: music is just like yeah, fucking going <laughs> at it. And he gets his scythe and he throws it at the head head of one of these guys, and then you get to see the scythe spin. Towards his <laughs> like kite it's like a long it shot of the embed scythe and it's in his skull but you see that whole shot in silhouette yeah so you only see the shadow of the scythe spinning towards the shadow of a dude's head yep. and then his head explodes all such a shit like oh, that fuck. the whole second half of the movie is just exactly like that and it's so much fun so that's why we kind of
1: mean that the first half is that dreamy
0: (laughs) like at least the first
1: yeah the first third is that dreamy reading Lord of the Rings in a house by the lake Mandy is an earth goddess kind of shit and then it's like oh Mandy dies okay the rest of the movie it's like Mandy then the cult and then after the cult it's (laughs) just fucking red yeah and like he
0: like literally, there are some scenes where everything it's is red. Just
1: red, and actually, yeah. Getting into getting now that we've described what like a, a few of the beats of the <laughs> film, you're kind of getting at what the visuals are reflecting, which yeah. is like they 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 reflect the tone and the the events of the film extremely well. And a lot of the lighting could not have been done. Obviously, there's heaps of work done in post, but yeah. a lot of the lighting couldn't have been done just in post. Yeah, they've. we we were watching some behind-the-scenes footage and people are, like, all of the crew and the director is just standing there and they're all, like, absolutely flooded with just red light. So it's, like, a lot of in-camera stuff. It's it's so... Yeah, I think most of it was probably done in-camera. Yeah, so, like, having so much... You know, in the same way that there's that... that, uh, a lot of discussion at the moment going on about um, whether or not physical or practical effects are better. Yeah. um, I think if you can get the light into the camera in a certain way, especially (laughs) on film... Um,
0: you what you're describing is photography Getting the light into the camera Hopefully on film <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get get the shot the way you want to look on set Rather yeah. than having to do it in an editing suite later Yeah, um, Gives it, maybe isn't better But gives it a different feeling And a very yeah. unique kind of feeling well, And this was clearly There are points at which It's it's clear that the lighting rigs for the shot Are set up on moving rigs yeah. And the lighting of the shot is moving and shifting, yeah, and around the objects, smoking shit, you get, shit and you get shadows moving in a way that you just couldn't possibly do in post. <laughs> so, like,
0: and, and or arguably in creates... real life, it's crazy. Yeah, the whole yeah, film exactly. is like a bad trip. Yeah.
1: There are times when the the texture of the film is moving separately to the objects on the screen. So, like, the film so is so describe.
0: grainy that, yep. like, there might be a static shot, but the whole f- the whole picture is kind of swirling because there's so much grain that's yeah. being used. This is such a that, fucking interesting film. It's, it's actually... So cool.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it again.
0: Yeah. I don't... Good yeah, luck trying. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going
1: to find it, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to watch this film again because it was... I wanted more the first time. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to check out Cosmatos' other stuff. Yeah. Um, it was but, ab- absolutely yeah. crazy. Everyone's um, performances were great. Um, the screenplay as we mentioned, was very intentionally simple. It's just a revenge movie. Yeah. But there's a real beauty in that simplicity um, because it's not kind of trying to do anything beyond that. It's just a very simple story, and it works extremely well in conjunction with the incredibly complex visuals.
0: Yeah. And I think you, you you need a bit of a simple story otherwise the whole thing would be a bit too, too much. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's not one of those <laughs> like, movies that doesn't know this, what it is yeah, and does not what it's doing. visually crazy and it had a plot as complex as something like fuck national treasure <laughs> you would never be able to It'd understand be, it would it. be cage sitting there with like
1: red and purple <laughs> lights like swirling around his head just being like no they buried the the, the the key at the bottom of a lake but the lake isn't actually a lake the lake is the sky." <laughs> It's under the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And the sky's in a coffin. Where are they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great
1: film. Well that's a good little uh good little segue, I think. I don't I know. So, so okay, final thoughts on Mandy. Um I enjoyed this more, so probably yeah. most Listeners have not seen Climax, yeah, but I spoke very highly of it. Gaspar Noe, who who did I think that. you definitely
0: you, you you spoke of it in such a way that it excited you for it and turned me off ever wanting to watch. Oh it. man, if you liked
1: <laughs> if you liked Mandy, yeah, go watch Climax because it's right. a similar sense. Climax was
0: that film you watched during the Melbourne International Film Festival. It said it, you said it looked people like it was filmed at a party.
1: People spiked the LSD with punch, and people it's spiked just the punch 12.
0: with LSD. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there punch both. in this LSD? Is there a punch in this LSD? Hey, do you want a bit of punch with your LSD, mate? That cup's probably. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So somebody, yeah, somebody spikes a punch, and like the this dancing troupe just progressively gets absolutely yeah. fucked out of their mind. <laughs> um, a for similar like kind of ninety trip. minutes. Yeah, and it does a lot of yeah, it does a lot of sort of similar work um, with handheld film-based footage, right? Um, similar colours and that yeah. sort of shit, and and that kind of yeah, just like.
0: Very simple story, yeah. what
1: it's doing is really interesting. So if you want to hear
0: more about that, go back and listen to our Melbourne International Film Festival episode. You're saying yeah. this reminded you a lot of that, though.
1: That's a while back. It did it reminded me a lot of that, but I liked this better. Yeah. Um, I thought this was, so in terms of a better than, worse than, I liked this... Oh, shit. That is a segment we do. Better. <laughs> what is it What is it worse than? It's fucking hard to come up with anything that We've is, seen a lot of great ...that music. is comparable, yeah. though, that is... That this is not as good as because like it's doing such it's doing work in such a niche that there aren't even many points of comparison i think the problem is for me personally like enter the void which is directed by the same guy that directed climax um which are doing that same like enter the void is a film about a person who dies and you're you watch them experience the dmt trip that someone gets when they die so this person like comes out of their own body ends up flying around in this drug fucked color haze <laughs> LSD trip and they go into like a brothel and there's just people, it like goes into women's vaginas as it is like exploring Fuck, yeah, a, that... You know, all that sort of shit. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I think this is better than that because it has a better storyline that's not, like Gaspar no, intends to shock people. And this yeah. doesn't intend to shock people.
0: It's yeah. just trying to be well, interesting. See, I, th- I think that like in the same ways we have had a lot of 80s tribute Type stuff recently. Mm. I think one of the problems that I have in trying to think of things that this might be comparable to is just the idea that this he says this is a tribute to grindhouse type stuff Mm. and 80s style stuff. There might be a whole bunch of stuff from the 80s that is very similar to this. A good example would be Evil Dead.
1: The, I think this did take a lot of influence from okay, Evil well, Dead. See, so
0: that's a movie already I haven't seen. But like, a lot of people. I imagine have heard there's of that. a lot of this exact kind of style of 80s film and grindhouse cinema that would be very, very similar that we'd be able to compare it to. Mm. Um, that I just, I'm not familiar with at all. Evil but Ghost if it's anything like this, classic, it, maybe not cinematography, maybe it won't be cinematography wise, but mm. if it's anything like this, I imagine I'd really enjoy the sorts of old horror, film, old thriller kind of horror movies as well.
1: Yeah, I just don't think those movies are doing what this is doing with, yeah, with, I think the, in terms with the lighting and the yeah, sound. And
0: Actually, in terms of aesthetic and like a film, a bit of, uh, sort of as art in an action movie, I think that this is probably on really par were. with Mad Max. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, that's Mad, a good comparison. I liked Mad Max better than this. Yeah. Maybe only because it was on a bigger scale. Yeah.
0: But I think they're about on par and I think that's a good comparison yeah. of like a movie that's crazy fun to watch and you're know, like, what the fuck is this world yeah. that someone's created out of nothing? Um, and there's also a sort of something a bit more artistic going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely in the visuals and the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good thing. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, um, I, I certainly, I did it. I got one. Enjoyed it a good deal. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, great. I'm. I'll, I'll be probably buying this movie. I yeah. Really, really. You love can get. You
0: one. can get this. You can get like a big box set vinyl of the soundtrack. Oh, um, well, can you? I would yeah.
1: genuinely consider that. it looks. Awesome. It's gonna be fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of the aesthetic of this film is some of its strongest. And oh, just one one thing. Um, The last chapter is called Mandy. And the title card for that, it's on YouTube. You can just look up the title card. The way that it starts with the word Mandy written in like, yeah, old school metal font.
0: And then think of any metal punk band's logo ever. (laughs) Like Slayer or whatever the fuck.
1: And it grows veins out of itself. The veiny thing is what I mean. Until like, yeah, yeah. Until you can't even read the word in the middle anymore. It's just like expanding out and then it just fucking cuts to something else. It's like... Uh, it was just so cool. No, I keep remembering individual moments from this film. <laughs> like, it's oh, that was cool! It's almost like it's a hundred vignettes. Yeah, you know. Um, and, that was and all of the vignettes are <laughs>
0: fucking sick. That veiny watch. word you, words you can hardly read is exactly my pet peeve. There's, there are literally bands whose logo is that veiny shit you yeah, can't read. Yeah, yeah. Like, and their their name will be like Sipteros or whatever, and yeah. the name of the band is like it's not a fucking word anyway, <laughs> and you can't read the logo. <laughs> oh. Old man Oscar shakes his fist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. National Treasure. Whatever been waiting the for.
1: actual opposite of <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> Which is a uh, an early 2000s Disney yeah. film. Um, um, and oh, and so, God. already with what National Treasure,
0: you can really see how Nicolas Cage always has to be the fucking guy who saves the world and he's the best at everything. Yeah. So, like, in this movie. And um, I wonder,
1: chicken or egg, like, is it that Nick Cage only signs on for characters like this? Or is it that they're like, fuck, we got Nick Cage. And he's like, right, now that I'm here, let's talk about the script. Change it all.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like... I want to be the good guy. So, like, in this guy, in this one, Nicolas Cage is really smart. And yes, his, his sidekicks. Implausibly intelligent. His sidekicks are smart. Yeah, no one believes that Nicolas Cage is you know, smart. His sidekicks are smart when they need to be to save Nicolas Cage. But then when they're not, they are idiots. And Nicolas Cage schools them at every given opportunity. Yeah, whenever like, he can. To the point where, In like, Nicolas Cage way. uses really big words. Yeah. Like, he's trying to say there's a coded map, spoilers, there's a coded map on the back of the um, Declaration, Declaration of Independence. And he's like, we believe mm-hmm. on the back of the Declaration of Independence, there's a, a cipher. Of a cartograph. (laughs) You mean a coded map? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that's what I mean. I just hate this character already Like his character's an yeah, asshole a dick. He's, Like all the time Like there's this like PhD There's this woman Who has a PhD In like History or whatever uh, That goes in the museum And like He like Talks down to her And she's an idiot When she needs to be an idiot Just to show up Nicolas Cage yep. And he's like Oh shut up But then yeah. somehow At the end if of I the let movie let you hold the map Will you Shut up <laughs> oh, Riley She doesn't know How to shut up <laughs> Seems this woman here Never well, knows so, When to keep her mouth shut so she's And then in- he he gets the him. girl at the end of the movie!
1: <laughs> She's asking... <laughs> well, duh. She's asking him questions, like, very reasonable questions but basically they've just abducted her. Yeah. And they then have, the like, guy, and he's like, would you shut up? You're asking a lot of questions and it's annoying me. And yeah. then his little sidekick dick... Keeps interrupting him I, as well And he doesn't tell him to shut up once Yeah, It's
0: really You're saying that Really troubling In 2004 That That's the, the male character troubling. Is treated differently To the female character it's,
1: the, the female character Ugh. Is treated like an actual infant It made me feel she really uncomfortable He has a fucking Doctorate. Yeah, it made me it's feel like unbelievable. But oh, it just God. goes
0: back to like Nicolas Cage is always like his character. It seems It seems like he must pick these movies where yeah. like someone's like this guy's a dick, and then Nicholas Cage reads it and is like this guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> <hell> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy's so the best.
1: Famously, uh, w- this isn't one of those insane. Nicolas Cage no. movies. Um, this he's is not like off the chain. He has a couple of moments of yeah. being a little quirky, but yeah. that's about as far as it goes. It's very tempered. So
0: if you've never seen National Treasure, mm-hmm. M- it's kind of like if an off-brand Indiana Jones yeah. was meshed with an off-brand Da Vinci Code.
1: Yep, that's a good way <laughs> to describe it, and mixed with like. Just a touch of American <laughs> nationalism, you know? Yeah, like,
0: just a touch. It's, it's like the whole yeah, fucking just this t- film was sponsored the by the American fathers Tourist Bill. The wouldn't have wanted this. Bill. They go on like a whistle-stop tour of Washington from like the Lincoln <laughs> yeah, Memorial do. to like the yeah. fucking uh, Freedom Bell or whatever the fuck it's called. Liberty Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Yeah. I was close.
1: Freedom Bell is better, actually.
0: And they they pop up at the 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 the, the fucking uh, what's the uh, the Freedom Lady, the statue in the Liberty. And the, yeah, Liberty. Yeah. I
1: think one of the movies, like she is the answer to it, and they end up going up the Statue yeah. of Liberty and like <laughs> looking out the window, and she's like pointing to a Probably pointing box at the on Empire, Empire State Building. And if you yeah, get to the, yeah, film, yeah, the Empire
0: yeah. State Building, it points directly up. The Seattle <laughs> Tower. And, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it... He's got quads it, like tree trunks by the end of
1: all these yeah. towers he's climbing. Like, do you know how many stairs there are in the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's,
0: probably it's probably not worth your no. while. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Go and in watch fact,
1: Indiana Jones.
0: I, en- You know what? I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the movie. Watch Indiana Jones. Watch the da Vinci Code is actually fun Yeah the Da Vinci Code is good
1: Yeah it is I think Tom I, Hanks is much better than uh, yeah. Nick Cage is, I
0: enjoyed laughing at pieces. this movie a lot Oh yeah and I think every now and good then a touch
1: of like early 2000s yeah. cinema
0: Exactly Every now and then there were weird beats Of like really great writing Or like a couple of characters yeah. being really actually funny Yep And then Yep, yep. And other times you're like, what the, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah. Why would they do like, that? Why did he do that? Like, yeah. just the idea that, for, for example, the movie starts up with... Um, Nicolas Cage is, like, the sixth in a dynasty of this Gates family, mm-hmm. who the mythos is that uh, some fucking founding father gave his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather the secret clue to, like, this fucking Knights Templar...
1: Treasure. Illuminati, Illuminati Mason buried treasure bullshit. somewhere
0: and the family has never been able to find the treasure and people think this family is crazy and there's some conspiracy theory. So Nicholas Cage is now growing up and he's trying to find the treasure. Yep. That's the that's the story. Knights Templar, Illuminati, bullshit treasure. Um so for example, they find some fucking clue where like they find a riddle. And it's like the most mystical, like, beneath the seventh secret scepter of the Iron Will's pen, shit that makes no sense. And Nicolas Cage reads it and it's like, it's a riddle. Like, yeah, it's a riddle. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: might as well have been titled Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: My First Riddle by Nicholas Cage. Like, some of the... Uh,
1: <laughs> we, we thought, like, as most people have probably seen it and the ones that haven't, like, don't fucking watch it. Yeah.
0: Let's just... I,
1: I'm in the mood to just sort of shit on this movie. This Absolutely. It's a dumb fucking movie. Absolutely. So it's this, so stupid. This
0: riddle thing, right? <laughs> it's like, there's a, there's, a, there's a it's a good five minutes of them reading the riddle, explaining to the children in the audience what the big words in the riddle mean, <laughs> yeah. explaining the concept of a riddle, yeah. and then like, literally there's a bit where it's like, oh, iron pen. What does that mean? Oh, maybe it means like a jail, like a jail. And he goes, no, maybe it's like the, the idea of iron yeah. being steadfast and the pen being the pen that wrote the Declaration of Independence We need to steal the Declaration of Independence. That is both the most tenuous interpretation of the riddle and the interpretation that resulted the biggest pain in the ass for the crew. Yeah. Exactly. Why didn't one of them be like, should we should we check the jail first? Because the jail thing makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and it's easy. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, right over yeah,
1: there. Yeah. Everyone's very convinced. Like, and they're like, <laughs> and nah, they're like f- he's he's
0: right. Ten minutes into the into the movie, Nicolas Cage is lowering himself down on wires with the de- de- declaration. Of independence <laughs> yeah, 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 Mission Impossible like, style. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, th- and there is a real Mission Impossible feeling yeah. to this. It's Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, and Mission: yeah. Code. That's the perfect it moves trio so quickly of though. movies. Like,
0: yeah. so for example, in a lot of these heist movies, one of the fun things is watching like how do they figure out what they're going to do in Ocean. 11 you get to watch them doing their surveillance right in Mission Impossible they're geniuses and you get to watch them hacking into whatever it is and figuring out how the system works in this movie he's literally like oh no the declaration of independence is on is is on display over there so all of the details about the security system are available in a big textbook in the library. National <laughs> Library. They literally go to the library and flip through like a printed book with, like here's a cross section of the security vault that the yep. book's in. Here's a cro-
1: like the Library of Congress, every book is completely yeah. unclassified. It's like
0: they have a book that says How to Steal the Declaration yep. of Independence 101. Yep.
1: <laughs> like, I don't think you can go to the library. That of book, by the way,
0: very expensive at the college. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't think
0: you can go and look up a
1: book on, like, how to make poison that'll kill people? Like, yeah, how do I how do I create
0: no. anthrax or whatever the? He's fuck? like, the library had blueprints of the vault room. Like, why <laughs> would it? Ugh. Yeah,
1: why was that in a book? Yeah, just, uh, that's private intellectual property. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, this movie's silly, ludicrous, and who is bankrolling that initial trip to go to fucking Antarctica to enormous and, like skim to find things, a ship yeah.
0: that they think might be a ship? Yeah. Anyway. What are those big those big vehicle things? It's like they're like as big as a house, but the house is on skis and so moves. Mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> snow trucks!
1: Snow trucks. <laughs> snow trucks. Um. Yeah. I don't, watching this as an adult, it like it becomes very yeah. clear the process of the writers where they thought, okay, start point. How cool would it be if there was a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence that led you to like some cool treasure thing and then they were like alright so it would be cool if like the people writing the Declaration of Independence wrote like a riddle to mean that you could find (laughs) it and then they had to like write that riddle and it's it's obviously shit yeah it's like (laughs) they're like okay how many people signed the Declaration of Independence uh okay 55 alright well the number 55 is gonna have to factor into the (laughs) riddle somehow and like you end up with this thing that sounds like a riddle and like People like the 12 year olds watching it yeah. would probably have picked it up <laughs> that yeah. it was that, but yeah, like it, it, the process of the backwards construction of the writers <laughs> is very clear. As, yeah. like a, as would, an adult, it's,
0: it's like they would, it's like <sighs> they had all these set pieces in mind, it just like reverse engineered a movie yeah. for all those things,
1: and then like what was on the map could have been whatever the fuck they wanted because yeah. there is nothing written on the back of the Declaration of Independence, and they so what? like yeah I knew that was gonna come something and so like what they've written on there doesn't cohesively mix with anything before that point yeah. because they completely made it up <laughs> So like the fact that the Declaration of Independence had something on the on the, on the back of it it's like okay that's cool that's grounded in reality from the deck of I yeah. but after that point they are just making shit. Up constantly, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's under a famous church. Oh, it's under a famous road. Oh, yeah. it's under a famous thing. Like,
0: well, that's why. That's why it's different to the Da Vinci Code, which is all real.
1: You know what I mean, though. <laughs> like, ah, uh, I don't know how to. Yeah. It, there's, there's. You can do that sort of stuff
0: well and convincingly. Yeah. This and then it's like, here are these 3D glasses that Benjamin Franklin invented Yeah, exactly. By getting like... his normal glasses and combining them with a cereal <laughs> box. <laughs> yeah.
1: With like red and green and blue light. And then like, <laughs> it's a hologram. Like, <laughs> wow. Fucking so selfish that he kept that technology from people for 200 years. Way
0: to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, this movie added. Yeah, no exactly. Way. Oh, yeah. God.
1: In that it was shit. Um, yeah. Oh, it's also like a- another thing that really I didn't notice when I first watched this movie is like that the sheer volume of product placement in it. Yeah, like, there was there's a bit where um <laughs> if you wa- if you've watched it before you remember like he steals the Declaration of Independence and he has to walk out through the gift shop, which is already a bad sentence, <laughs> and like some woman is like. Are you going to pay for that? So he's
0: got the real Declaration of Independence rolled up like, in Like rolled up in his jacket pocket yeah.
1: and someone, the store clerk thinks that he's trying to steal a souvenir and so he has to like go and pay for the souvenir. <laughs> and at this point already, why am I telling you this? Why is this in the movie? Why is right? it in the
0: gift shop? He yeah. like walks into the gift shop only to walk out and be like, hold on, we have to have a financial transaction happen right now. Well, I think
1: a lot of the times when you go into a museum, you will leave through the <laughs> gift shop, but it was a private function. You would walk out a different way. Come on, Nick, it think about it. It doesn't it's, make sense. Anyway, Anyway, that aside, he's (laughs) then like, she's like, it's $35. And I swapped accents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, it's thirty five dollars. How do
0: you mean? How am I going to pay for that? Yeah, and he I pulls only out have cash. Ten. <laughs>
1: he counts out 20, his money while his wallet is sitting 30, there, open to his Visa card, which is upside down in the wallet so <laughs> that the Visa logo is visible. I only
0: have thirty three dollars forty seven. Yeah. What should I do? And shot unchanged. I which guess it's a Very
1: to- relatable experience for a lot of Americans. I guess and I go to prison like- now, right? <laughs> yeah. And she's like. We take, and then she looks straight down the barrel of the camera. Winks. Visa. (laughs) And then, like, he's like, okay.
0: And he pays for it. And then later on, they reference it. MasterCard. Yeah. We don't want that shit. Actually, the point system on MasterCard is slightly (laughs) inferior and they have higher interest rates. That'll get you a lesser return. Pay with your (laughs) Visa card. Pay with your Visa card. You get free car insurance.
1: And then yeah, like the you know at the end of the movie, one of the characters like is reward spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert. One of the characters gets paid uh, because they find the national treasure. Why is there a second and third film? Oh. There's more national treasure, <laughs> um, and he like jumps in a Ferrari. <laughs> That's like his. He's Fuck, happy because yeah. he bought a Ferrari. Like to be fair,
0: I'd be happy if I bought a Ferrari. Well,
1: yeah, but he's
0: yeah. See, I don't know. If there's a fine line between like. Um, product placement it's just like no they just wanted that product in that movie like I think there was some I think it was Susie Quattro nah. or some old country singer this movie was not that Susie Quattro is not a country singer there was a country singer that wrote a song that was like Lord won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz and it's just because the singer really liked Mercedes and it was like a symbol of luxury and so it was mm. part of the cult- the brand becomes part of the culture means it's acceptable to depict in music and well, shit. Well, I understand I that they're they they cool, but in this particular case... Like, they were in the Arctic, and they were in a North Face jacket. like, oh, I can probably believe... <laughs> they're that explicitly they explicitly paid for
1: that being there. Well, I yeah. don't
0: know. <laughs>
1: well, not the, maybe not the North Face jacket one, but, like, there's a time when uh, he needs to see a $100 note so that he can look at, like, the pyramid thing on the fucking front of the or my watch Take my watch as collateral. It's a Rolex Submariner. take my... Rolex Submariner. It's a really great watch. I go diving with it. Yeah, I use it for diving. Uh, it's it's a hundred meters water <laughs> resistant.
0: Um,
1: are probably more water resistant than that. I would imagine that's not a great boast. Yeah, there's actually, actually
0: several technological features and innovations surrounding the Rolex Submariner that increased its resistance to water pressure. Go on. My brain goes numb when we talk about
1: product placement. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This, anyway. this episode is really ground to all. <laughs> yeah.
1: Much like the script writers on this one, I am
0: OUT of ideas. <laughs> also, Sean Bean is in this movie. Yeah, and he doesn't and die. So you watch it and you were like, Is that is that fucking Sean Bean? I feel <laughs> like no. <laughs> yeah. I feel it was. like, is that fucking Sean Bean? Is how everyone notices Sean Bean. Everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he never quite looks like Sean no, Bean. They're, they're and he'll turn around and you're like, fuck, on it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs>
1: this film actually has, like, a pretty significant cast. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's got Diane Kruger. Yeah, fucking John Voigt, Harvey Keitel. Uh, yeah, p- Sean Bean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, we thought, like, a, a funny way to close talking about. Um, national Treasure might be <laughs> that it has um, a an average critic rating of thirty nine <laughs> out of a hundred.
0: I think that's unfair. I actually <laughs> thought it was fun. I don't think it's a bad movie. No. I think it's a bad movie, but <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: terrible <laughs> movie. Um, but it's thirty nine percent. It's better than it has a right to
0: be. It's not a fail.
1: Uh, that's a fail. I think it might be. I don't know, but. Let's read some of the uh, Let's slug do lines Let's from do some of these shit reviews. Okay. This one's from Jamie Bernard from the New York Daily News. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to do a New York accent. Do it. Thank you. <laughs> if the founding fathers had known national <laughs> treasure would be the result of their efforts to forge a new nation, they might have reached for the whiteout.
0: <laughs> um, and drawn a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence.
1: <laughs> in whiteout. In whiteout. That you can then only stick in the oven to see. Um, Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I should have highlighted some of these because um, I'm trying to cherry-pick them now. But
0: <laughs> There's a lot of scenes like that in the movie where, like, they're trying to discover that... They're trying to find the invisible map on the back of the Declaration of Independence in the house of the guy that doesn't know that's what it is. And so he's like, why don't you stick it in the oven? And they're like, <gasps> no! I don't put it in the oven and also don't look at it. he <laughs> like, uh, pee on it! <laughs> 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 like, she needs to just it. Oh,
1: well... You know, some ciphers need you to smear feces on them. In order... <laughs> no, John Point. No. <laughs> He's just, you know, his answer to most, most issues is to smear feces on it. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, from the Washington Post, rated PG, which must stand for particularly gullible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, <laughs> very, was, very good. He was, like
1: writing. He was. I he was writing his review, and he had like <laughs> he had one of those hit lines for every single rating that it might get.
0: Oh Christ. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> rated M fifteen for Mama Mia. Man, what a movie! That <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh,
1: it was the same writer as Snow Dogs. What? So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, same same writer as Snow Dogs. What the fuck? Um, uh, National Treasury. We need to write a complex <laughs> conspiracy theory movie. Snow Dogs is pretty complex. <laughs>
1: National Treasure is not so much a no-brainer as fucking a brain stunner. So audaciously ridiculous, <laughs> you're initially intrigued, then irritated with its incoherence. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's good shit. Good uh, shit. People
1: hated this fucking movie. <laughs> a treasure that should stay buried.
0: <laughs> what does uh, National Treasure 2 have on Metacritic? Oh, that's a good question. Is it better or worse? Did they learn from their mistakes Let or somehow make it crazier? I National think it's better. National Treasure 2, I, I reckon
1: better. it'll have a higher rating. National Treasure 2, Metacritic. Do, 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 yeah, still waiting. Do, 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 do. Oh, fuck. No, okay. Damn. Right, brutal. so we, we can't find a oh, no. score. 48. 48, it is better. It has, it has <laughs> a, it's 10 percentage points better than the
0: uh, original. I was hoping... The original. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's actually admirable. I was hoping that would solve our better than, worse than dilemma. Because I could have <laughs> been fuck. like, right. going to think of something else. Better than National Treasure 2, worse than... The Da Vinci Code, worse than Indiana Jones, <laughs> 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 Yeah. worse than Ocean. I think this is closest. If I'm honest, to the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I think it feels. This is yeah. like the Da Vinci Code, but for children. And
1: you know how the Da Vinci Code has a like a reputation for being kind of hack shit storytelling, where like Dan Brown did kind of make up every single thing yeah. as it went along, and
0: it all didn't. But also, Dan point. Brown must have thought like, yeah. I never said it was real.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't meant to be fucking believable. It was meant to be interesting. It's which like is a, a very valid I'm, argument.
0: I, I'm reading a I'm reading Bob Dylan's autobiography at the moment, and he talks about how this is related. But there's all these in, you go back and look at interviews from back in the '60s when he was just some 24 year old dude who wrote mm. these crazy songs, and people were literally saying he's the spokesperson for a generation. He is a symbol of yeah. the conscience of our entire civilization, and he's like, what yeah
1: <laughs> i just play guitar and write songs about tambourine men it's like yeah i'm trying kind of hard but I'm, I'm not trying that
0: hard <laughs> yeah. and so he said like in in all the interviews like he would sort of joke around like people say oh you're the voice of a generation and he'd like give joke answers but by the mid-70s he's like no i'm just a musician what the fuck are you people talking <laughs> like, about voice of a generation a
1: near his house and he like kicks a rock by accident and, like, yeah rolls down a hill and he's like
0: yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, he said in the I early seventies. Something to that. that people are like, are you God? <laughs> you know, Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said, <laughs> "Thanks, boy." He said that, like by the by the early seventies, he was like just living in a house with his family, just trying to keep to himself and be a family man. People and like people were through his protesting windows. outside his house, yeah. saying that he was abandoning his duty to the world oh god and he's like what are you talking I imagine <laughs> the same kind of thing with Dan I didn't ask for this I mean unless I'm wrong and Dan Brown did say that it's all real I mean Dan Brown was like yeah it's, it's a fucking book what are you talking about of course it's fake I don't think anyone's trying to say it's real I think a lot of people were saying it was shit <laughs> I actually think it was fun I think it's a fun book it was book.
1: I enjoyed it when I saw it Um, yeah. but I, I, I read not, it I, I read the book the, on my gap year I have also <laughs> read the book yeah. um, but I wasn't the same um uh,
0: it was one of the only English books they had in the library in Germany where I listened to
1: it. depressed millennial that I am now. Yep. And um,
0: now I hate him.
1: <laughs> Not much reason, but <laughs> I don't have any other emotions.
0: so I can't think of a single movie this is better than. Oh, <laughs> we're worse than the better then's. We're worse at the better events Can't think of a movie this is better than. Okay. Yeah. But, I huh. just, I think it's pretty bad. In terms of heist... Conspiracy yeah. kind of movies It's, it's down pretty there. bad <laughs> it's, And I kind of like This genre of film
1: uh, It's better than Mission Impossible 2 <laughs>
0: Okay there you go That's good We got one yeah, just... Better than Mission Impossible 2 Worse than The Da Vinci Code Of course better
1: haircuts Than Mission Impossible 2 Which is saying Some you know, copaganda at Sean Bean <laughs> I think that's the first Proper better
0: than Worse than we've had I
1: we're do one on every single episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the first Better than worse Than you've had I did half of it
1: Still it's half got the one. first better than worse <laughs> than you've had
0: Alright, fuck you, let's kick it to the news
1: Yeah <industrie> It gets me every time Because I am not ready And then you start doing that noise And I'm like, what's he fucking doing And then my, my mouth just has to be like <mals deux> <groans on emphasized explanations>
0: Fourth Austin Powers film is coming, and it's groovy, baby! I fucking read about this. It's been a long 16 years since we got our last dose oh. of the shagadelic man of mystery, Austin Powers, but Mike Myers has just revealed we're about to get some more. I actually really, really like the Austin Powers movies. The Austin Powers movies?
1: Notoriously timeless, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Definitely no, uh, no meaning going to be lost there to the 16 years that I've... Um,
0: I'm so excited. Oh, God. That's it'll be have exciting. the same director. It'll be so we know it'll oh be just as God. groovy as ever.
1: Holy shit.
0: <sighs> the sad Righto. thing is that the guy that played Minnie me died recently, so we're not going to have mini Oh, uh,
1: yeah, that's true. He did. Yep. All
0: right, uh, to a real one. Next one. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Anthony Muschetti, who I don't recognize, tackling H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. DiCaprio is going to be one of the producers while Anthony Muschetti's is going to direct it huh. um, Anthony Muschetti's is the guy who directed the new It movie apparently oh okay cool um, yeah, sure. which is, which is alright I mean stylistically it was alright I think I will hold judgement because they've actually finished, right, finished filming the second part of the It film which is coming out later in the year yeah. I don't know if you're very familiar with It's story but it tells the story of this, like, monster that terrorizes this neighborhood once every, like, oh, I, I, 20 yeah, years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's them as kids and then them as adults. So, the one as kids is the one that came out a couple of years ago. The one as adults has just finished filming. It's coming out soon.
1: Right. And that'll be It Part 2. And the, yeah, because the, the novel covers all of that. Yeah, the right? novel's, like, a million it pages long. like, 40 years. And the
0: original movie is, like, three hours long. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this will be the first time that's actually had a movie where, like, they've taken, like, a reasonable shot at trying to tell the story because it mm. kind of needs two movies, I think. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not too familiar with H.G. Wells, but that'll be interesting, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I had to go shit one in the middle to sort of, you know, tie you over. So there's already, yeah. sorry, just talking back to that, there's yep. already,
1: mm, there, there have been a bunch of Time Machine adaptations. Really? So, yeah, like a, yeah. like a few. I don't really know much about it at all. Um, I've seen multiple. I
0: think there was one that was made... No, is that like, like... a machine that creates time? Or Yeah, it's a clock. <laughs> 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 that was a real slow burn. No, like, what if that's actually what it was? Like, I'm, I'm not going to move a time machine. <laughs> Honey,
1: get in here. I've made a time machine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a <fucking> sundial. <laughs> 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 very good. Once again, <laughs> very very good. <laughs> Ugh, okay. Um Lucasfilm confirms that both the Boba Fett Star Wars movie is 100% dead. Oh shit. Which sucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the report was uh in the wake of the disappointing box office performance of Solo a Star Wars story, which is awful. Mm. Disney and Luke Lucasfilm decided to scrap all of their Star Wars spin-off plans in order to focus their attention on Star Wars episode 9 and a subsequent trilogy, which I think is probably good if it means that they can get good writers on those instead of
1: the spin-offs. Well, they can
0: get the good writers on those and murder the shit writers that worked on Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think that's a shame because I mean I mean, they could have made that a Solo movie good, but I can definitely see an appeal behind, like, well, the Solo character is an established character, and maybe yeah. people don't want his backstory, but the Boba Fett character is this mystery, and it would have been really cool yeah. to have, like, a whole series of adventures around Boba Fett, because the Boba Fett kind of exists outside of time of the Star Wars universe, almost, mm. so you could almost have him, like, having all these adventures. You don't really know how many adventures he's had before he appears in Java's Palace, you know, so you yeah. can have all that shit happen. That'd be mm. cool. Um, but that's not happening. They're instead gonna. Cause they're still having that John Favreau produced TV series about not Boba Fett. <laughs> so I suppose about a different Fett. Yeah. You can just imagine that that's Boba Fett, and you can die happy. Oh, they
1: always wear the fucking helmet. So what does it matter anyway? I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Those are your bits. Um, I've got one more, but I feel like it's good enough to be a, a closer. All you got right. anything? Okay, save it. Yes. All right.
1: Um, so. <clears throat> Rian Johnson's new film, which I've talked about, um, is a murder mystery starring Daniel Craig. It is entitled Knives Out. Yeah. So, uh, Rian Johnson, for those of you who aren't great with names, director Ooh. of Star Wars Last Jedi. And Looper. And Looper. Um, a new member's just been signed on the cast, and that is Tony Collette of um, that scary as fuck movie, Hereditary. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I she's. Didn't, great. I didn't realise
0: you were talking to me with that arm until the <laughs> no, was staring I right at me. I was asking <laughs> anyone for
1: help, <laughs> and you're the only person nearby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Tony Glover from that. Um! <laughs> <laughs> Tony Glover from that. Oh Jesus, what was that <laughs> scary movie? Uh, Hereditary. Yeah, so she's great. I really like her. Um, I'm psyched to it's hear 10, that 10, movie. At night is, and we just woke um, up the whole house. God, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah, so th- I reckon that'll be really, really good. I'm, um, I'm super psyched for that. Yeah, um, that sounds like a great cast. I like Rian Johnson. A a, lot. Yeah, great um, Yeah, should be, should be good. Fuck yeah! You ready for me to knock I your socks open off, boy? My
0: next tab. Oh, you got a few. Uh, Which typically, you mean you're popping LSD while you while
1: you're <laughs> yeah, it, so. yeah, So I open the bag of my next row of tabs <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick one on my tongue. <laughs> Ridley Scott is moving forward with a sequel to Gladiator. <laughs> Why? Ah, was, okay. I just thought it was about time. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that movie that no one was asking for. So, when it says moving forward, I'm assuming it means that he will be pushing the production of
0: <laughs> Moving forward because he's like, anyone want a Gladiator movie?
1: Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) The choice to work on it is, uh, sorry, the the choice to write the script at the moment is Peter Craig,
0: um,
1: who did some work on the Top Gun sequel, worked on the Hunger Games a lot, which actually had pretty great scripts. So, um, it could be good. I don't think I really watched the original Gladiator.
0: It's really good. Yeah,
1: I I don't know. That could be be interesting.
0: Yeah, I feel like Ridley Scott's been hit and miss recently, but I mean... The last couple of films has been pretty good, but mm-hmm. there was a streak of films where like really scott Ridley Scott's name being on something was no guarantee that it would be good.
1: Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my favourite movie. Yeah, but so that
0: He didn't direct that. <laughs> no, he executively produced it. Yeah. I feel like but... maybe there was maybe it was just like Prometheus. So there was a couple of films around Prometheus See, and earlier than that where like there was a few films where like it was like Ridley Scott of Alien Fame has a new movie coming out. And it was like that's <laughs> no, fine. Yeah, But, like, if you're a director that's made some of the best movies of all time... I think that's the problem. I then, think he's living
1: yeah. in his own shadow. That's because yeah. those movies were fucking great. Like, if someone yeah. out of the blue made Alien Covenant, and it was, like, new IP, you'd just be yeah. like, holy fuck, that thing's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just because it's in the same series, and yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ready yeah. for the final bit of news, yeah, boy? that's all I've got. All
0: right. <laughs> this is this, this, this a good boy. Sigourney Weaver has confirmed that she has started filming... Avatar 4 and 5. That's. Which means she has already completed filming Avatar 2 and 3. Absolutely. There are disgusting. four Avatar films in the wild that no one has seen other than James Cameron. That's gross. No, that wild? Aren't there. She says she's just finished filming Avatar 2 and 3. And she's going to be pretty busy filming Avatar 4 and 5. Because they were asking about if she's going to be any, any Did plans she sign like... one of those slave contracts? <laughs> is like... You know when they're like, you
1: have to do six <laughs> movies? You'll get $40 million, but you have to do six <laughs> movies. This
0: interview said that um, he was asking, like, oh, so is there any chance to do. Because um, uh, I think Neil Blomkamp is in some way related or wants to be affiliated oh, man, with doing that would some alien be movies. really cool. Oh, that would be so cool. And so they were like, so how about this alien thing? I heard Neil Blomkamp might be on board, and she's like, that would be cool, but I'm kind of tied up doing Avatar 4 and 5 at the moment. Jesus Christ. Are you sure she wasn't like,
1: yeah, that would be really cool, but I'm kind of tied up doing Avatar 4 and 5 at the moment. And then she just like took a big swig and was like, what have I done? (laughs) <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ <laughs> James I Cameron... thought the first one was still in that fucking legal battle no nah, there's another headline that says there that they've got a new logo and there's no papyrus script anymore so I guess that solves that problem <laughs> Fuck, <okay. laughs> they got a different font on the Maybe logo on and that, that solves that problem <laughs> yeah. oh
1: god yeah, yeah. James okay.
0: Cameron has been on the record as saying all he's going to do is make Avatar movies now that's what he said when Avatar 1 came out. He says he's not making any other movies other than Avatar from now until the I'm
1: end. I'm going to the bottom of the Marinus Trench <laughs> and I'm making an Avatar <laughs> films. Is that? That's not what James Cameron says. No, it's <laughs> not how you
0: say Mariana's Trench either. Marinus, isn't it? No, it's Marianas.
1: It is. It's actually Mariana.
0: No, it's that sauce that goes on pizza.
1: Mariana Trench or Mariana's Trench. Isn't okay, that that
0: so pop star that's, 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 that's married fashion. to the guy from SNL? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if we keep recording, uh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it's time to end this week's episode of Beef Station. Oh, Thanks for joining us for another week. You can you. like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Facebook Bot Dom slash Beef Station Pod. Facebookbotdom. <laughs> Email us Facebook. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's our email address? Beefstationpod at gmail.com. Beefstationpod at gmail.com. It's in the description.
1: Also, um, oh, okay. So, for those of you who've made it all (laughs) the way to the end, (laughs) kill me. Thank you, and we're glad you're here. Um, But we also just wanted to say, yeah, uh, we, in the last episode, we had a thousand downloads, baby. thousand total (laughs) downloads. (laughs) (laughs) Which means that um, we. A thousand times people have listened to our voices, which is <laughs> which stupid. is fucking
0: insane. So, or you- maybe terrifyingly, one person, one thousand times. Uh, that would
1: actually be great. That would be better.
0: <laughs> so it would mean like it's all me, boy. I haven't I not uploading of these of at all. My friends
1: have been straight up lying <laughs> to me about it. <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so
1: much. Um we really appreciate it. Uh keep your feedback and your suggestions coming in. Keep
0: emails rolling in. I think there's a lot of emails we've been ignoring. Yeah. And <laughs> we we had a some lot really of suggestions we've been getting and not doing. We, we... got episodes banked for days, baby. We, we can take this thing till twenty twenty two. If that's if that's what anyone wants. So we
1: we uh we've got some pretty cool feedback saying that like, you know, we've been getting better at doing this and that, like, the episodes are a lot more structured. A lot of people are saying,
0: you guys have a podcast?
1: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Is that like radio? How much do they pay you? So, yeah. Oh, God how many people have you told that we pay for the privilege of broadcasting our bullshit uh, the- nobody <laughs> <laughs>
1: cut that out That's to, that is not to make it into the episode um, but I was just going to say we, we have like we started really strong in terms of viewership um, and it, it has definitely gone down but we <laughs> think
0: Don't say that. well we think we're doing a better job but I think what's happened uh, no, is that like, I think that episodes that have been up for longer got more views because they've been existed in time for longer okay. so like, obviously episode one has a hundred views because it's been up for twenty more weeks than this episode sure, has. Sure, but in terms of regular viewership,
1: I don't know. Anyway. Also,
0: we're annoying as fuck, and there are definitely at least yeah, fifty yeah, yeah, people yeah. listen to episode one that have not returned. But considering <laughs> that,
1: considering that people's general consensus is that we're getting better at doing it, feel free to recommend it to people because mm. I think like hopefully we've got something now. You know, we've got good audio quality, and we yeah, sort tell of tell your friends are intentionally trying not to be fuckwits all the time. <laughs> Um, Maybe it's more palatable To people that don't Necessarily know us So Yeah um, Spread it Spread around the love mm. If you um, If you think We're doing something cool
0: I feel like In my delirious state If I ever manage To find any outro music It's probably been playing For quite a while now Boy <laughs> yeah. So yep, yep. We better roll out Thanks for listening For another week I've been Oscar Andrew See you later